0: What is up, guys? We are live. Welcome to the Bags to Riches podcast. I'm your host, Zach Ginn. And on today's podcast, we have Justin Chamness from the Real Estate Wholesalers Club. This dude is one of the best wholesalers out there when it comes to lease options, wholesaling lease options, creative financing. This dude, like me, gives so much free content out every single day. Uh, thank you so much for coming on today, Justin. Dude, thank you for having me here. It's such an honor to be
1: here. You're blowing up, man. It's incredible. I'm watching you. I'll just be honest with you, man. Sometimes I look at your page and I bite my nails a little bit and I'm like, man, that guy, you know, what's he doing? He's got the sauce. You know, It's a, <laughs> it's incredible, man. So uh, thank you to you for letting me in your house today. Appreciate it. It's great. I
0: think I hopped on your Zoom and it, it blew me away type of value that you bring for free on your zooms and uh, it, it's crazy but uh, before we get into it we're gonna talk about all this stuff uh, but really quickly uh, how did you get into real estate wholesaling and lease options well you know it's a long story I've been doing it for a long time i I started I
1: tell everybody I started in 2001 which that's you can do the math it's been a minute <laughs> but you know it doesn't that sounds better than it really was you know like I really started in 2001. Uh, I was a minister. Okay. Wow. So yeah, I was a preacher. My dad's a preacher. See, so I followed, I didn't know what to do. My guidance counselor in high school was like, okay, you got to pick something. You got to pick a school. You got to pick a career. You got to pick something. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So finally I, I was like, dad, you know, you know, I've watched you be a clergyman. So I think I can do it. You know, I'm just going to do that. You know, he's like, okay, son, that sounds good. <laughs> So I started doing that and I realized pretty quickly that, you know, it almost like is one of those things you need to be, it's a real calling, you know, like, and when I was going hungry, eh, I felt like I didn't have that calling, you know, so (laughs) I got really interested in lease options right away. It was the first thing that really intrigued me. And it happened one day. I was sitting in the SUV my brother owned. He was in the driver's si- side, and I was in the passenger seat. And he He's old, 10 years older than me, so I didn't really know him you know, very well, just to be honest. I didn't even know my own brother very well. We didn't really grow up together. He's so much older than I. We're sitting in the car just on a happenstance kind of – off meeting of family getting together we don't even get together much uh hardly ever but we happened to get together that time i was sitting in his suv and the phone rang he had a nice suv now okay nice had one of those this was back when having a bluetooth in the car where they actually speak to you you can hear it while you're driving talk you know without hands or any of that it was so brand new i was fascinated he had a couple buttons and the bluetooth came on he starts you know talking and it turns out that he he gets off the phone, he's like, "I just made $3,000." What I'd listened to was him talk to a tenant buyer, okay, about a rent to own property that he had put under contract. And I this was all 100% brand new to me, but you can imagine being a starving preacher that I was watching my watching my older brother pull in 3k in a phone call and my life was totally on a new track. so you know probably not all that unique you know we all get inspired to get into the business by somebody but in my particular case it was my older brother now funny enough he doesn't really do lease options anymore he's moved on to some other business things that he does but it has always stuck with me i love it wow
0: i mean so what market are you in by the Oh yeah, I'm, I live in Kansas City, Missouri. Wow, that's a pretty yeah. good wholesale market.
1: Yeah, it's a great market here. It's a great community of people here. It's kind of a, it's a big city, but it's got a small town community feel when it comes to the investor community. If you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Yeah. Everybody here knows everybody. Everybody knows what's up with everybody, and for the most part, pretty supportive of one another. It's it's kind of nice.
0: Yeah, it's definitely different than where I'm at, where everyone's trying to cut your throat. But uh, <laughs> it, there, there's some markets like that that I do agree there. It's amazing. But uh, the reason I wanted to hop you on here is for a very long time you've been on YouTube talking about lease options. You actually do these deals, and I'll be honest with you. When I I used to get wholesaling, and you know I was having my 2,400 core bandit signs. That's all I knew. Wholesale, wholesale, wholesale. Make 10k. I figured out pretty quick. There's some guys out there on YouTube saying, hey. You can make fifteen k on a wholesale deal, but if you got a lease option deal, you could save some of these deals that the seller wanted too much. You could turn that $15,000 wholesale check that you yeah. only get once into like $6,000 every year for the rest of your life or maybe for like a five-year balloon. It blew my mind. Yeah. Um, and I got in a crazy rat race here and I just went like all in on it. And uh, not a good time to get into a 2018, 2017, but um, really what I want to do on here is you teach it very well. And I wanted to learn uh, from you uh, and from everyone to learn from you is we do some wholesale uh, lease option deals, but I wanted to hear from a true master that's been doing this for a very long time. So many new wholesalers out here watching this. What is wholesale lease options and how do you actually do a lease option?
1: Yeah. Wholesale lease options is a lifesaver for me as a wholesaler. And the reason why is because I, I, I like to generate leads using texting. Okay. So I kind of fell into that because it's the cheapest way that I could figure out at the time and really still today. So I'll scrape Zillow. I'll scrape Craigslist. I'll text blast. So it's a real cheap way to get leads. And what I found is, is that when I'm calling these, a lot of these are not really ugly house deals, of course, you know, so I'm looking for a needle in a haystack. Very, very hard way to get a, get a deal, by the way, if you're looking just for an ugly house deal, kind of a tough way to do it. But I found out that, Hey, a lot of these are like going to fit a lease option really, really well because they have no equity or very little equity. They're motivated to get out. Maybe they have a two payment problem. They've moved to another location, another house. They have this payment and they have that new payment. Now it's eating them up. And even though I'm a wholesaler, if I learn this strategy of doing lease options, I can really open up the market for myself and start doing monetization of these other types of leads that I normally am turning down because I'm an ugly house guy. So I call it being a full spectrum wholesaler because, and that's just a phrase that I put on it. I don't know if it means anything, but (laughs) it means that if I call a lead and it's an ugly house deal, and we all know what that means, usually 70 to 75% all in, meaning purchase price plus repair costs, plus the assignment fee for the wholesaler. All of that, all in 70 to 75%, maybe tops for of the ARV for like a fix and flipper buyer. Beyond that, there may be some landlords that are interested in it. If it's in a decent neighborhood and and the the rental income could be good there, they may be interested in it up to maybe 80, 85%, maybe. Okay. But beyond that, I've really run out of options here. (laughs) If I'm just an ugly house guy. So the lease option strategy has really opened up things for me on the higher end over there. So like beyond 85% all in, now I know that I can find a tenant buyer that can come in, even if the house needs some cosmetic work or something like that, it's all okay. Everything's negotiable here. I can get a tenant buyer to come in, live in the property, put a nice chunk of money invested into the property that's non-refundable, right? I can assign the deal and walk away. Now, once I figured out that, then I realized I could do this virtually even, Mm. right? Which made it even more exciting. (laughs) So uh, a lease, uh, sorry, I I don't know if I make any sense, but a lease option is when you put a house under an option to buy, okay? And then you also have a lease agreement for a set term. Yep. That's really it. A lease with an option to buy at the end. Usually people call it a rent to own house, something like that. But the profits are typically built in by future appreciation. So if the tenant buyer is going to rent the place for three years, usually the place will appreciate and value 2-3% a year, maybe whatever it is. You can find that information on Zillow, by the way. And so you'll see what the house is appreciating. And if it's 36 months, you can kind of say, well, it's appreciating 3% a year. Okay. Well, that's about 10% for sure. I'm safe here. So you can actually wheel and deal 10% beyond the fair market value today and make money. So let me give you a quick example, if that's okay.
0: Give me an example. Yeah. Love.
1: Yeah. I just did a deal recently in Arkansas and actually the fair market value on this property is a 3 bedroom, 2 bath, 1 car detached garage was about 180 180,000. Um I was able to do the deal with the homeowner a lease option for 12 months. Okay. <laughs> this is a tight market, okay, right? So I couldn't get the guy to go 24 to 36 months. I was able to talk him into a 12 month lease. Option. Okay. So the lease payment was going to be about $1,250, which was about roughly what the guy's PITI is.
0: Okay. And okay. that is principal uh, insurance taxes and interest. interest. Yep. Okay. Yep. So
1: my $1,250 a month payment that on the paperwork here that I'm promising to pay is going to be enough to cover his payment. So he's not going to be bleeding on this property. Good. 12 months And he was also concerned, this guy, it was tough. It was a tough one. He was concerned. He was like, hey, you know, uh, this property is worth uh, about 180, but I've heard people are paying more than that. And you're asking me to be flexible. I'm going to need more than 180. Well, fair market value is 180. Okay. I was able to convince the guy to let me do it for 185. (laughs) I went over fair market value. Okay, that's okay because this neighborhood and this house, this three-bedroom, two-bath house, is appreciating in value pretty decently, and I know that it's going to appreciate quite a bit over the next twelve months. It's a hundred and eighty thousand dollar house. Chances are, in twelve months, it'll be worth one hundred and ninety-five. Okay, somewhere close. You know, it's it's tight. It's close in there. You know, so okay. I'm not fudging the numbers. Getting crazy here the guy was still on the fence. And so I said, Hey, listen, you know, he said, I don't know these people that are moving in there. How do I know they're going to buy my house? Cause I always tell people, Hey, I'm an investor. I want to put somebody good in there and I want to make a little money doing it, but I want it to be a good solution for you too. Yeah. But I don't know those people. How do I know they're going to buy the house? I went through the pains of explaining to him, Hey, we don't work with those kinds of people. We work with tenant buyers. These are home buyers. Okay. They're not just regular tenants. They want to own the home. In this particular case, the people that we want to put in there are self-employed, okay, which means they just need a little more time to get their tax returns and everything in place so the home loan lender can lend them the money so a 12-month term would work just fine, okay? And he's like, yeah, but I need to know they're going to you know, that might be fine, but I need to know they're going to buy the house in 12 months. What guarantee do you have? I said, listen, man, if I let you look at the background screens and the employment verifications, and I let you check these people out with us, and I let you be in the driver's seat, and I let you sign off on the deal saying that they're okay before they move in, does that make you feel more comfortable? He said, sure, but I need a guarantee. And I was like, (laughs) okay, this guy, I'm running out of things. Okay, I don't know what to do. He said, "I need a guarantee. How do I know that they're going to buy this house?" And I was like, "Well, a guarantee. You want a guarantee that they're going to buy this house in 12 months?" Yep. Yep, for the 185. 185. It's worth 180. You want a guarantee. He said, "I need a guarantee of some kind." And it just struck me, dude. It was one of those moments. I said, "How about if we create a promissory note that only becomes effective if we don't execute our option to buy. Wow. Dude, it was the coolest thing that ever happened in my life. I was like, <laughs> where did I come up wow. with this? He said, like, what do you mean? I said, if I draw up a promissory note for $5,000 that says that if we don't buy the house, we owe you $5,000 after, after the term is up in 12 months, is this something? is this the guarantee that you're looking for? And can we move forward? The answer was yes. Bada bing, bada boom. Okay. So it's all water, right? It's just, it'll take whatever shape you need it to take because this is creative real estate. Okay. So the end of the story is we were able to place a tenant buyer in there. Uh, Let me see here. I wrote it down because I want to make sure I get the numbers right. We actually did $200,000 with that tenant buyer and he, we assigned the entire deal over to him, including the $5,000 penalty, penalty if he doesn't execute. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy good, huh? So we, we took a nice chunk of money down, and then he took the deal over from us, the tenant buyer, along with the penalty penalty that he could face if not executing. I'm going to start adding this on some deals now. Because I, I thought wow. that was a
0: pretty... Uh, do you like that, man? Is that pretty cool? I love well, really quickly. So what is the actual numbers to the profit? So $1,250 is the payment and then $185. So what are you actually getting? So like, what's the payment that the tenant buyer is going to pay?
1: Yeah, I assigned the deal over to the tenant buyer. So okay. I'm no longer in the middle. So the tenant buyer oh, will okay. be making $1,250 a month payments directly to the homeowner. He put $15,000 cash down into the deal, which I kept, and then basically I walk away. So now he makes maintenance on the $1,250 a month payment, and then at the end, he executes and buys the property, pays the seller the remainder. Or he doesn't, and then he owes the seller $5,000 in, oops, I didn't buy. Okay, you follow me? I follow you.
0: (laughs) So you made about $15,000 on that uh, deal. Yeah. Okay, so Correct. what do you think the numbers would be if you kept it and you didn't wholesale it?
1: If I sandwiched
0: it, yeah.
1: probably well, if it depends on what I could get monthly uh, from the spread. This one here, I probably couldn't get more than about 1400 a month for anyway. Oh, wow. okay. So, it's not really going to be enough money on the month to month for me to want to stick around.
0: Yeah.
1: However, if I were able to get 1800 a month or 1600 maybe even it might be worth me sticking around. And then you're talking about three fifty four hundred dollars a month in income times twelve. I don't know, what is that? Another five grand. Yeah, about five. Yeah. Okay. This, and then this one here didn't have any real equity. The seller yeah. didn't have any real equity that I could capture here. So I had to create the, the equity.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it'd be roughly do 15 at the end of that. So that that's perfect. You got the 15 now versus later. And then that's great. Wow. Okay. And so in that example, uh, just so people can like a little more visual, how did you find the deal? Like, how did you market to that one in Arkansas?
1: Yeah, we do uh, for sell by owner scraping of Zillow. So I have a four man team here. So I I have a very light boat. Um, I like to feel like I'm a solopreneur, even though I do have people that participate with me. So I've got an acquisitions team that's basically a Canadian and a Filipino. Okay. And then I have a dispositions team that's a Canadian and a Filipino, but different. Okay. So, so, um, what they do is they, they work separately on those sides of deals for me. And I try to keep the, I try to keep them separated, you know? Uh, (laughs) yeah. Uh, so anyway, the acquisition side, we scrape every week Zillow for sale by owners and occasionally Craigslist for rent, okay? And then we'll send out a text blast of real hillbilly sounding stuff. I mean, just real hillbilly because that's kind of me, you know, and it'll have misspelled words in it, and it'll have, you know, bad punctuation and, you know, lowercase where there should be uppercase. And it looks like a real person just quickly did this and hit send. Okay, so I feel like that's what the world is craving right now in in marketing is authenticity. Uh, Like if it comes off sounding like a company or a business or something, they're not going to respond well. But in this with our messages, it's real, real hillbilly like so. I feel like people overthink this part of the business, you know, like I got to have the right message, the perfect message. It's like, I just fucking do it, you know, sorry for the language, but hey, no worries. You know, it's, it's not about the (laughs) the message as much as the activity of you getting the message out there, you know? So anyway, we, we send out, um, we send out 25, 2600 texts a week. Okay. So we'll get back a good number of responses, Most of these are not going to fall into the ugly house category, but some do. Some are good fix and flip buyers. You know, we can sell them to a fix and flipper or maybe it's a landlord we can find, which we can find now. Thank God. PropStream really helps us locate buyers in any market, which is great. Um, But a lot of those deals, because we're scraping them off Zillow and Craigslist, are going to fit in that lease options category. Of very little equity, or at least they want more than the 80, 85% or less of all, you know, all in. Um, So that's really simple, man. We do the same thing every week, week in, week out, nothing new about it. It's nothing exciting. I wish I had an exciting marketing program.
0: (laughs) No, I'm telling you, like, I've been telling everyone like crazy, like you don't have to be this cool, slick, like company type thing. I tell everyone that is SMS marketing, say something like, "Hey man, hey bro," like it just doesn't seem like you're like an automated person from the Philippines. It works so well. All of our direct mail gets answered by our acquisitions manager, like he's a real person. Like you could tell when it's like an answering service, it sucks. Oh yeah, sucks. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's just our acquisitions. Our deals have just doubled uh, ever since we've done that. But uh, that's a huge, yeah, huge, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, be as, be as Authentic as you can, you
1: know, like real, like a real person would be, you know, for sure. You know, I was going to say too, you know, like uh, Pace Morby and some of these other guys out here that are doing uh, seller finance. Okay. Um, seller finance, that fits a lot. A lot of times that could fit the criteria of what I'm talking about with these folks that have pretty houses, that they don't have as much equity. They're, we're not selling it at a discounted, deep, deep discount. So these creative finance teachers and stuff. They have awesome, awesome content. But to be honest with you, some of it's over my head a little. So mm-hmm. like the lease options is the one piece of that that really stuck with me. And yeah. so like when it's sell, I sell, I'll do a, an owner finance deal, but, but mostly I'm just going for the lease options because that's what I like and I'm good with it. And so I wonder if anybody else is like that ever. I really do. Uh, <laughs> dude,
0: you can go to jail for doing a subject too wrong. It okay. has happened, <laughs> yeah. but you cannot go to jail for doing a lease option wrong. That is the difference. I
1: don't doubt it. Yeah, so I'm real comfortable with it. I don't feel like I'm getting in trouble with uh Dodd Frank stuff. You know, you're not. And but the most most biggest part is is it just opens up those leads for me that I couldn't yeah. do anything with before.
0: You know, one hundred percent. So. Uh, so- That's interesting. So in your wholesaling business, the one thing I do agree with you is this has happened in my business. I I can sort of see it in you. You're not this crazy, slick talking, like realtor type guy, you know, that's like super like, you know what I'm talking about? Those slick talking guys that say nothing wrong. They got the wet back hair. Like it's all perfect. Like you just act like a human. You act like a friend to these sellers and you build that rapport, like the, the old fashioned way. And I've got more deals doing that than the slick talking salesman way. Have you ever felt that? Oh gosh. Yes. Yeah. I feel like that's
1: just the way that the world works right now. I mean, everybody's wants something real. And I think we all have interactions with companies. We all know what that feels like. And usually it feels like us digging in our wallet and spending some money or getting took or, or maybe, you know, something else. But when we're talking to a, a, when we get a message from somebody, that's a business sounding, Like, I think that fires off that automatic, okay, this is a bullshit business thing. I need to put up a little wall
0: here. Sounds fake. You know,
1: if I even return the call at all or whatever, you know, like I'm apprehensive. But when you're just a regular guy. So I've been starting phone calls like this. Like, hey, yeah, uh, my name is Justin. Um, Am I too late? Is it over? I'm sorry. What is this about? This is usually what they'll say. say, The hell. What do you mean? It's gone, right? You sold it. No, no, it's not for sale. Oh, well, why not? I mean, it's a great place to go right away, you know, but it's so not like a telemarketer.
0: I, I'm, it's crazy. <laughs> like I, I, I say it so many times, but um, I 100% agree with that. So, uh, in your wholesaling business now, though, um, you're doing this wholesaling as options. Uh, what percentage of them are you doing that way? Regular real estate wholesaling? Like what's the percentage of those? Yeah. Due to the marketing
1: technique that we use with the the scraping and the texting, we do a lot more lease options than we do ugly house. Okay. So probably one out of every eight or 10 deals is an ugly house deal. Um, And then we also in my business, I didn't mention this, but we co-host sale a lot, but that's just because I've been doing it for a minute and I've built a lot of really cool relationships. Um, so I don't really talk about that a whole lot because I I don't know that people can just start with those relationships. Like you, you kind of need to develop that. At least I have.
0: Oh, it's Um, tough. That coal wholesaling stuff. I've done a couple. I mean, we make like 15, 20 cases with some people, but it's, there's a lot of, a lot of underwriting that's gotta be done doing that coal wholesaling. Well, yeah. And,
1: um, right now buyers are falling out of the sky, right? (laughs) I mean, like, uh. If they can't find a buyer for a deal, uh, you know, okay, yeah, we'd love to help you. But a lot of times this isn't a deal. You know, that's why you, <laughs> you don't have a buyer for it. You know? I don't know. I'm not trying to down co host sailing because I, I do a lot of it. But what I'm saying is, is if I were going to start today, I don't think I would pick co host sailing just as a straight. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't have said that, man.
0: <laughs> hey, know. no worries. Uh, co wholesaling sailing is <laughs> also, if you guys don't know, it's like JVing, collaborating. A lot of other YouTubers say different names on it. But uh, on the wholesaling lease option side, so we know how you're marketing it. We know how you're scraping it. Uh, you're doing Zillow for sale by owners. But when it comes to the acquisitions part, who's doing that side of the business?
1: Yeah, my, I have a two-man team on that side. Okay. Uh, one is a, a Canadian, uh, started out as a virtual assistant type. Hmm. Um, I've been able to work and moving them up the, the skill level a little bit here. However, with that being said, he does have a virtual assistant that works with him. It's Filipino. So that, that virtual assistant helps do the lead gen, the scraping and the text blasting and so on and so forth. The Canadian gentleman, um, he's great at um, starting with the virtual assistant and doing pre-qualification calls to leads and trying to find out where the motivated sellers are in this bunch of people that responded to us. And I will, I will intervene. I will have to intervene. That is a certainty. Um, they will close deals on their own, but there are a lot of deals that I am actively involved in. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. You know, I'm 44 years old. I have a good lifestyle. I'm pretty free to do whatever I want when I want. So if I need to be called in to, to have a money, you know, like the the money talk, I'm, I'm okay with, it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with that. You know, so I also, okay. I hope they're not listening to this, but I also kind of wish I could just be me and just yeah. do it by myself. Do you, I know you got people that work with you. I'm not going to ask you that. Trust
0: but. me. If there was 10 of Zach's out there there, I'd be having no one. I would do everything. I would literally be doing, I'd answer all the phones I'd be doing, but I can't, I can't like the way our acquisitions works is I can't go be an hour. I, I can't do 50 appointments a day. I wish I could. Um, I have one guy who's dedicated to doing all of it. And then I have one person dedicated the dispositions, the marketing, everything. Um, if I was able to do it, I would do it. Like if I was able to edit all my videos, do all my thumbnails, do everything, I would do that also. Like I just yeah. don't have enough time in the day. And uh, I mean, I'm kind of at the point where I've delegated it. The acquisitions person, they will be about 90% as good as you are, hopefully. Yeah. They'll never be a hundred percent. Right. But that time freedom oh. is you, you can't beat it.
1: Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I like it, but it, there's an old proverb that's, uh, that says that when you have an ox, which an ox, I know that's not something yeah. that's pretty common to, to the Americans nowadays. like we, none of us have oxes, but I guess oxes used to plow fields, like yeah. you tie it to a, a, plow, a plow and, yeah. and big, big, heavy work kind of cow looking thing. <laughs> anyway, if you have an ox, you're going to have to clean the stall. Yeah. But if you have an ox, you can plow a whole lot more field. So, you know, the fact is, is that when you have a team, you have some bullshit to, to shovel,
0: Definitely, <laughs> but they're worth it, right? They are. Ho- hopefully. I mean, I, I could easily make, I can't make this much revenue in my business just by myself without my team. And then I got to pay the team, but I make more money paying the team. Scaled up than just by myself, and um, I've done the numbers. That's kind of helped me out a lot. But uh, the next part here is to, with your acquisitions, though. So let's say someone like they they get excited, they start subscribing to you, Justin Chambers Real Estate Wholesalers Club, and they they just get excited. They call, they start calling Fizbos on Zillow, and they get someone says, "I'm open to a rent to own." And they don't want to do after. Like, what's the process from there when you find someone who wants to do a rent to own deal? Like, how do you kind of get that going and really explaining the lease option process to the seller? Yeah, yeah. So all sellers want cash.
1: Like, I'll just say that. Like, for the most part, (laughs) that's pretty much the general rule. Like, they all want cash. So when you call them and you start talking to them as a wholesaler. They automatically, a lot of them, not not all of them, but a lot of them nowadays have been called by other wholesalers, and so these other wholesalers lowballed them, and yep. pissed them off. Okay, <laughs> And so when uh, when the seller gets into me right away on a phone call, it's like you're when I introduce myself as an investor and I'm looking to purchase another deal in the area today. Um, they'll, they'll, if they say something like, well, you're the third wholesaler has called me this week, you know, and you're, you're going to lowball me and I hate them MFers and, you know, oh, well, no, uh, ma'am, sir, uh, you're going to love me. I'm not going to lowball you. Okay. Because see, I'm already thinking I'm going to talk through them about this cash thing. And then when I get to the end of the conversation, if, if they're motivated enough for me to stick around, if not, I'll bail. But, at the end of the conversation, when we're talking about money and they want cash and I asked them, what's the bottom line cash. If I made you an offer that we could close quick on and just get you out of there, solve all these problems that you told me you have, what's the bottom line number. And they give me a number that's still not low enough. Right. Most wholesalers are like, "Uh -uh. okay, hang up. I'm done. That was another bust. But for me, I say something like this. Well, you know, like I told you, I'm an investor. I'm looking to, actually, I got in this business to turn a profit. And if I gave you $200,000 for this house in cash and you say it's worth about $200,000, how could I make money? Do you have any ideas for me? I usually ask the homeowner that. They never do. I'll say, well, then I guess we'll have to call this over. I don't think it's going to be a good fit for me. So real quick, uh, but real quick before I go, Let me just ask you one other question. If I were able to not beat you up on price, if I were able to take care of the house and make sure that we solved all these problems you told me that you have and reasons why you want to get on with your life out of this property, if I were able to do all of that for you and I were able to not beat you up on price, give you the full value for your house, would you do something creative with me and let me make payments to you for the next 18 months? That's it. That's the question, okay? If they're motivated enough that I've stuck around with them this long, the transition from cash to creative is real simple. And that's what I do every time I say that almost word for word. So since this is not going to work for me, uh, let's take the cash thing off the table. And before I go, let me just, one idea. If I didn't beat you up on price, could you let me make payments for the next 18 months? Is that something we can talk about or is this over? Okay, that works for me at least. I don't know about everybody else. But that seems to work for me as far as the transition goes. And it's pretty transparent and honest, I think too. I'm not like one of those guys which we've all heard, I'm sorry, I'm real talkative man, but hey, we love it. You're you're <laughs> dropping gems. The, like we've heard these coaches and and, and gurus say, you know, you call them up and you you know you you finesse them a bit and then you talk them you get them to talk about the house and oh well tell me about the cabinets and what are those like in the kitchen and the counters and then oh well is there linoleum or is it congolium, or is it tile is it tavertine, and you know like you can go on for hours about this and then at the end you finally you know pop the question, you know, hey, if I were to rent that place from you for the next 12 months and then pay for it, you know, is that something we could talk about? And and then they they got the wrong idea. They think you're moving in? Yeah. You know, like, nah, I don't, I don't do none of that, right? So at the very beginning of the conversation, hey, I'm an investor. I'm looking to purchase a new property in this area. I saw this one. I wanted to ask you a few questions. Sure. Ask me a few if you want. And if this ain't a good deal, fire me. Let's just call it quits. Is that something we can do? You got a few minutes? Okay, great. Then we get into asking a little bit about stuff, right? But at the end, I want to make a cash offer. But they're just not cheap enough. <laughs> yeah. Right. If I, if I could make a cash offer, I will. Right? It's just
0: they're always too low.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I'm not going to be able to because this person wants too much money, so I automatically default to a creative stance. Well, real quick before I go, if I were to do this, is this something we could talk about? All you need them to say is yes. That's it. About one out of 50, okay? (laughs) It used to be one out of 30. (laughs) Sometimes it's one out of 80, okay? But one out of 50 to 80,
0: you're going to find there's like, oh, yes, that would work for me. You know, Sure. That's, those numbers are actually pretty good. Like for drawing for dollars leads for our market, it's at least 200, one out of 200. So one out of 50, I mean, people are forgetting. They might complain about like one out of 50. These leads are absolutely for free. Like you're not paying for them. The phone number skip trace for you. It's like it's all like like presented to you it's absolutely the hardest part's obviously scraping it but uh it's that's amazing actually wow
1: yeah so i like you know i'll spend a couple hundred bucks or less and just generate a more leads than we can handle and it's through scraping zillow and craigslist and text blasting after that you know, it's just filtering through the leads. Right. And I know I'm going to get a no, and this guy's got jackass and this person's too busy. And I can't even understand this person. And then the next person, he's an asshole again. Another one of those. Finally, I run into the right guy. Oh, but God, is it worth it? Right. (laughs) So I don't know any other way. I mean, I got two, two year degrees. All right. I am probably the biggest fuck up. Everybody has ever met. Like, Two two-year degrees. Who does that? Like <laughs> Two plus two does not equal four. Like I, I can't even tell people I have a four-year degree because I just have two two-year degrees. And here's the best part. I didn't do those consecutively. I mean, I didn't do them simultaneously. I did them fucking back-to-back. Oh,
0: Who does that?
1: <laughs> okay, I know of no other way that a guy like me can make $15,000 off of a property paying full price pulling money out of thin air to feed my family. It's the Absolutely. only thing that I have found that the world will let me do.
0: Yep. I've, I'm telling you, I, I think one really important thing that you do touch, I don't think you've touched on, but I can tell it in your voice is when you're presenting an offer, or talking to a seller, you, you, you sound like a regular dude, but your confidence is like super high that like, you know what you're talking about. You know that you can actually help this person out. Um, I think it's pretty important that you like, we, we go over that because I know a lot of guys that say, you know, I did exactly what Justin said, but you know, I, he, they had no confidence or they didn't believe in their heart that they could actually help a person and then they just don't get a deal. And they say, it's not one out of 50, it's one out of 200. It, this sucks, Justin. This is terrible.
1: Yeah. Well, it does suck and it is terrible. And that's, that's the, you know, that's the trench that a lot of people are stuck in. You know, it's, it's ridiculous. You got to come up in your your sales skill a little bit in the world if you're going to be a business owner. I mean, it's my best advice. If you're going to be a business owner of any kind, learn how to fucking sell, okay, a little bit, right? If you're going to be in the real estate investment business, learn how to sell and more specifically negotiate
0: contracts. (laughs) I'm telling you, I mean, how, how did you get your confidence talking to sellers? Well, I feel a little bit
1: blessed in that respect because my mom and dad, like I said, are ministers. Uh, Here I've been saying the F word. (laughs) Sorry, mom and dad. Uh, They watch this kind of stuff, too. So well, who knows? But anyway, so I kind of grew up being on stage a little with with Mm. them. So I felt a little more comfortable with people maybe than most people. Um, but then I also have just really out of necessity made a fuckload of cold calls. Yep. You know, I just needed to learn the business so damn bad that that's the only thing I could afford to do. The only thing I knew to do was pick up Craigslist, go there and to the for rent section and just start calling for rent listings and saying, Hey, if I were to bring a tenant that would buy the house in 12 to 18 months and they have a nice chunk of money to invest, could we split it and do the deal with your property? <laughs> that's how, that's literally how I got started. Yeah.
0: I mean it's it's not complicated at all. I mean it's I I mean I that's how I got my confidence or my skills is 2 to 7, 18 to 19 years old, I was on Mojo calling. Like it never stopped. Um, that was probably the biggest growth I've ever seen talking to sellers. And I I see it kind of happen to you there too. I just, it's crazy the similarities, but like that is, it's not sexy. There's no secret book you can read to get you good. Like it just takes repetitions and that will make you really good at talking to sellers. That's it. Yeah. I think a lot of people
1: have this unjustified fear of getting going. I mean, really, literally getting going. And when I say getting going, I'm not talking about buying Freedom Soft and uh, subscribing to PropStream and going and picking up GetResponse email blaster or AWeber or something and getting a a web page That's not getting started. That's fiddle farting around. Okay. Because like getting started means generating some leads of some kind and picking up the phone and having real adult to adult conversations. That's it. (laughs) simple as that that's it that's getting started we have this unjustified fear they can't eat you first of all okay second of all you're probably dialing from some number a virtual phone number they don't know where you live they're not going to find out they're not going to come eat you later on okay so you don't have to be too afraid of I've been threatened before they've told I've been I've been told hey I'm going to come fucking kill you I'll kill you I'm going to fucking come kick your fucking ass (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay, sorry, sorry again. <laughs> Click, and then I got to thinking. You know what? Fuck that guy. I'm gonna call him back. Or oh my
0: gosh.
1: <laughs> Oh boy. You know what happened? The same damn thing happened. I'm gonna kick your fucking ass. Off. Okay, you know. So you gotta let it go, right? Let it go. All those things made my skin a little tougher. Yeah. You yeah. know. So. I 100 agree. I don't think there's any way around the learning curve. Yeah, You just have to get started somewhere and you have to be willing to mess up. Contract some shit you couldn't sell. That's part of it. (laughs) You know,
0: you're learning, you know, that's it, man. And then, so the last part here is we're kind of learning a little more, but the last part is where a lot of people, this is the easiest part to me, but a lot of people get like stuck on is how do I find these tenant buyers, these magic tenant buyers? Like, how did you find for that example of a deal? Like how did you find that tenant buyer on that 15K yeah. deal?
1: Craigslist. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> you know, this sounds so dumb. Craigslist, Facebook marketplace, Facebook groups in the, in the area of where the house is Facebook paid ads. That's like, other than that, sometimes we use Netflix. I mean, not Netflix, rent links, <laughs> Yes. Okay. Sometimes we use Netflix. Yeah, we, sometimes we do. But uh, no, RentLinks is sometimes a good place to go, RentLinks.com. But normally we find them on, on just those free ones, the Craigslist and Facebook marketplace. In this market in particular, but really in any market I have found, tenant buyers will chase you down. What's so nice about it right now is is the tenant buyers that are out there right now have big fucking money. Okay. Yeah. We used to get 3% down, okay? Maybe 5 if we were lucky. Now, nowadays, we're getting 10, 15, 20, $25,000 down cash to do a lease option deal, okay? Which also that that'll make you that'll make you good too. Is when you start cashing a couple of them, <laughs> you start really giving a fuck about the details because yeah. this can really amount to something. You know, um, so before same process, smaller paydays, nowadays, bigger paydays. I think the reason why is because the the lack of inventory out there in the real estate MLS world. And I think because a lot of people out there that are self-employed and so on and so forth, or maybe the Corona thing has affected them and now they're working from home as a self-employed person they can't qualify for a mortgage
0: yeah.
1: because they don't have enough work history and tax returns that support enough income and so on and so forth and so getting into a rent to own scenario is a nice nice opportunity for a lot of executive type people it's you know one. yeah with nice nice fat checkbooks i had a student recently tell me that he was he had a a condo under contract lease option with the seller he put it on Craigslist. He put it on Facebook Marketplace, had tenant buyer come to him. He was expecting $5,000 down. He asked the question because I teach the students. I'll say, hey, you know, don't, don't say I want $5,000 down. Say, hey, how much do you have to invest into a new home? You know, what kind of money are you working with to put into your home here? Now, he asked that question and the lady come back. and She was like, is $25,000 enough? <laughs> Ow. i was like dude what, what a wonderful world we live in <laughs> you were expecting five and she said is twenty five thousand enough <laughs> i said what'd you say he said oh yeah i think we could make that work i said dude you should have said well
0: we were really looking for 30 <laughs> yep. i've done that so many times on a wholesale day where i'm like <laughs> Really a hundred? That's oh you're right. killing me here. But I I wow, mm. that's crazy. But man, that's a it, it's just it's so simple finding these tenant buyers. But um I uh, just had a quick question for you here. Uh, but before we get into it, we're gonna do a uh, Q&A from the guest. Uh do you gotta hop off anywhere? Uh in the next 30 minutes, you're good. Okay. No, I'm okay, man. Yeah, cool. So uh guys, remember, comment below your questions for Justin. I'm telling you, this is a niche not a lot of people are talking about. It's absolute killer out there. But um, Justin, my question for you is, what is the largest in your career, the largest lease option deal you've ever done?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. The largest lease option deal, the largest, you want to know the largest check I've ever personally cashed. Yes. Right? 31,000. Wow. Okay. Now, <laughs> I know there's other guys out there that do bigger than that and all that. And that's great and everything. I applaud them. But that was life changing for me. Wow. <laughs> Life-changing. You know, I didn't used to make even $30,000 a year. <laughs> so to do it in one deal is really mind-blowing. That's but insane. Yeah, it is. Really nice area. The ARV was about four fifty, dollars Or wow, not ARV, okay. fair market value. Yeah. Wow. So that I- kind of puts it into perspective there. So that's not even quite 10% really then, is it? But- it was close enough for me. <laughs> uh,
0: those things are amazing. I mean, I see guys yeah. bragging about their big like, deals that they do. But like in my market, our average deal is like 35 to 40K. But here's the problem. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot less volume than somewhere in like, Kansas City. I'd yeah. rather be making multiple like 20K deals than doing like less 40K ones. So, Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, just showing you guys how amazing it is. So uh, let's get into some of these uh, questions from the uh, audience. But, yeah. uh it's cool. All right, we got a lot of people waiting. Pretty excited. Oh wow. uh, Great. So let's see here. I hope I don't let you down. <laughs> All right, no worries. Uh, nothing to some says, "Hey, I tried to join the Facebook group. How do I get in?" Uh, wholesaling houses for real. Uh, that's the group right there. I'll put the link on below for you. Let's see if I could find it right there. All right, so. Uh, So Kenny says here, hey Justin, Zach, all good stuff. Yes, I picked up bigger delayed pay by doing uh, rent to own lease option. Makes huge difference on ongoing cash flow. What's up, Kenny? What's up? Cool, cool, cool.
1: Good to see you, dude.
0: Sweet. Kenny's out there and he's actually in Texas. So the way they do subject twos are like completely crazy. Uh, But lease options are pretty good. I think the way they do everything is crazy. They do lease options is crazy down there. It's nuts. You got to use like certain contracts. It's yeah, they, they they do it themselves, but it, it's nuts. Our GPS says, "What's popping, Zach? What's up? What's up?" Uh, John asks here on lease options: How much money do you put down, and how long?
1: Yeah, uh, are you asking like f- when I'm negotiating with a homeowner? Probably. Okay, I want to put down nothing if possible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, if the most I, the more I put down, the least I can keep. Okay because I'm going to collect that from the tenant buyer. And if I have to pay out the seller, I'm, it's going to come from my proceeds there. All right, So I want to make sure that it's, it's little to nothing to the homeowner. So if you catch the example, the one I just was sharing, we didn't put any money down. Instead, we gave him a promissory note for $5,000 that was effective only if we did not execute our option to buy during the time frame. Okay. So in a sense, that's not a down payment, but it is a guarantee. So there's more than one ways to skin a cat and create a real estate guys and gals.
0: That's it. Yeah. And uh, how long do you like to keep them? I like to keep them as
1: long as I can, man. You know, like if I could get them to do five years, I will 10 years. But most of the time it's 24 to 36 months. But in this economy, in this particular market, 80% of my deals are probably 12 months long. Yeah. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. Can you do a deal in 12 months? Absolutely. Because there's so many tenant buyers out there that are professionals, that are employed, that do have good income, that do have sizable money to invest, in non-refundable option fees. I don't. I, I try to hesitate calling it down payment because that's kind of a misnomer. It may not be a down payment to their home lender. Okay. I don't know sure. that. So I just call it their investment. I call it their pay-to-play fee if you want Really want to know, because they put the money down. That's their pay to play fee, and then the monthly payment that they make every month is the pay to stay fee. Yeah, (laughs) yeah,
0: (laughs) sweet. (sighs) All right, Ahmed, what's up? What's up, man? Uh, George B. Washington Jr. asks, "What does the contracts look like? Uh, Is it like a regular uh, PSA purchase and sale agreement?" No, it's
1: a lease agreement right and it's a option to purchase that's all so nothing requires a title company nothing requires a closing attorney because it's just a lease agreement we've all filled out one of those before without an attorney it's a option to buy something so it's not even a purchase and sale agreement and you don't need an attorney or a title company to have an option to buy something so once you have those If those documents are assignable, and this is just kind of a quickie in a nutshell, if they're assignable, then you can find a tenant buyer and assign those over to them. Take your check, walk away. Now, when they go to buy the house, actually fund the the property and buy it at the end of their term or sometime in the middle of their rental term, now they're going to need a purchase and sale agreement and they're going to need a closing attorney or a title company or somebody. Yeah, at that point, but not me. I'm gone. I yeah. got paid and I'm out.
0: Perfect. Yeah. That's the point there. And then, uh, so I would say, yeah, I mean, another question I, I might just think right here someone may ask because subject twos get a little funky. Wholesaling sometimes gets funky. Uh, you're technically assigning something here. Uh, is wholesaling lease options legal in all 50 states?
1: Well, as far as I know, yes. Okay. okay. I'm not an attorney. Yeah. Uh, as far as I know, yes, but some states have caveats and so on and so forth. I avoid certain states. Okay. What states be- do you avoid? Yeah. Not because it's illegal necessarily, but because it's difficult for me there yeah. because they've changed stuff around or they've got legislation that makes it weird. Like Texas, for example, can you do a lease option in Texas? Absolutely. But you better know what you're doing a little bit because it's not the same standard game as it is everywhere else. Illinois. You guys know Illinois, right? All right. I just avoid Illinois because I don't want any problems. I don't want any headaches. I'm a virtual real estate investor. I have 48 other states I can pick from now okay? It's because I've eliminated Texas and Illinois. I also don't really go up into the Northeast like yeah. uh, New York and Pennsylvania and the New England states. I avoid that area. Okay, it's just not my it's not my bag. I also avoid the West Coast. <laughs> That's just not my bag, okay? I like the flyover states. Yeah. Okay? And in all of those states, really it's all legal, okay? It's a lease and it's an option to buy. So really it's like not a lot even going on there to be illegal.
0: It's a i i think one really important thing is like in new jersey the pitis are so messed up because the taxes are so crazy in like connecticut new jersey that it's hard to do deals out there like the northeast even in like yeah. oregon it gets a little tough yeah man i don't go there
1: i i want to i want to fish in ponds that are friendly not overcrowded you know so like i love arkansas and I love Kentucky and Tennessee. And you got to be quiet, man. Indiana. <laughs> you, you people are gonna, there are some people watching this. You're going to get flooded with markets. All right. Missouri, Indiana. <laughs> then I need to name a bunch more to throw them off. Then uh, uh, Las yeah. Vegas and uh, San, <laughs> San Francisco. And Texas. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> we love it. <laughs> Sweet. And then uh, Anthony Coffee says, uh, I think it was a really cool point you made, though. It, it is virtual. You can do this stuff virtually. Justin Chambers is the man.
1: Hey, thanks, dude. Love it. Good to see you. All
0: right. Sweet, sweet. All right. LOL. The hair has to match the personality slick. <laughs> Love it. Um, Jeremiah asked here, can you, <laughs> we're talking about, uh, he's talking about the, um, I was the like, slick salespeople.
1: Yeah. I was like, well, I'm, I'm getting thin, but,
0: <laughs> but that's the only place you keep it real. <laughs> uh, Jeremiah, uh, asked here, can you connect me with someone in Colorado, killing it with wholesaling is options. Do you know anyone there? I don't know if I do. You
1: know, we have about uh, 85 students or so. I don't really know. I don't know if any of them are from Colorado, frankly. (laughs) I don't don't fish in Colorado either, to be honest with you, just because the Denver area is, you know, it's kind of crazy too. But uh, some of the other places in Colorado are okay. um, Some of the smaller towns, Pueblo, Colorado, You know Grand Junction, some of those might be okay, but that's where I would fish if I were going into Colorado. See, to me, Colorado starts getting into the western states. Yeah, so I try to start stay right of those on the map.
0: I agree. Keep it fly over. So we buy houses in Cincinnati. Your parents are proud of your potty mouth. Oh boy,
1: (laughs) sorry, mom and dad. Love you.
0: Uh, Ricky says, Can Justin explain more? Uh, FISBO, uh, for sale by owner owner deals. Uh, explain another one, I guess. Yeah, yeah, sure. No problem, man. We, we
1: did one recently in Iowa, that's another flyover state, right? And uh, this one here was, um, if I remember correctly, it's $226,000 in uh, ARV or fair market value. It's means basically it's pretty close to the same thing in our world. <laughs> It, I guess it could fair market value about two twenty five let's say two twenty five um, seller wanted to get out, had very, very little equity. I think they had about two hundred and thirteen thousand that they still owed on the property. so you can see why in their position they needed to move for work, but they also uh, did not have enough equity to hire a realtor. Ah oh, I hate yeah. it when that happens. <laughs> oh. so they put put the house on uh, Craigslist and Zillow hoping to for sale by owner it themselves. And that's when me and my team scraped them and called them up. And of course we went through the whole conversation and they're looking for cash cause they need to get out. You know, they had never even considered a lease option. They didn't even know what it was. Yeah. Right. So we talked through the cash and I get to the end of the conversation with them and I'm like, Hey, listen, you know, I'm not going to be able to do this cash wise, but I understand you need to move. You want to get out of there by the end of the month, you need to move to such and such a town. You're ready to go. You even got boxes, the equity thing, the realtor thing. Oh my goodness here. I I don't know if I can solve the problem with cash. So let's just call this over. Let's take it off the table and be done. But real quick before I go, if I were able to do that price in in 24 months, would I make payments to you? If I made payments to you, would that make it okay? He goes, uh you know, I never thought about that. Well, you mean you're going to make payments to me like, like renting it? I was like, yeah, exactly. And then we'll give you the full price in 24 months. Yeah. He said, yeah, I think that'll work. I think we could do that. Let me talk to the wife. I said, great. When are you talking to the wife? When, When can we all talk to the wife? So, you know, you got to nurture too. Yeah. Got to nurture a little bit here because it doesn't always happen all instantaneously, right? So then we end up finding a tenant buyer that goes in and contracts the deal for 240 from us. To, right. Promises to purchase it in the next 24 months. Okay. So I got to keep the difference of 225 and 240, which is 15,000. Unfortunately, this tenant buyer didn't have 15,000 to put down. They only had 12,500. I made them one hell of a deal. Do you get it? Yeah. Well, what do you mean? <laughs> I made twelve thousand five hundred dollars. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get anything more? Okay, that's not bad. <laughs> yeah. See, I wanted fifteen thousand, but and I had enough room in the deal to get fifteen thousand, but my tenant buyer only had twelve five, and I decided to go ahead and take the twelve five.
0: That's it. You're helping people out. Why not? About.
1: It was a win for the seller. It was a win for me. It's a win for the tenant buyer.
0: I love it. It's a win-win. That's all we want in this business. So, uh, Nico asked here, how do you change a contract, uh, for subject? Do you do a lot of subject twos? I don't. We're yeah. scared of them
1: a little bit, to be honest yeah. with you.
0: We'll keep it. Uh, usually if you use a regular, uh, wholesaling contract, you sometimes are, but subject to the mortgage, but we're going to, it's a different video. Uh, Justin, do you teach lease options or do you have a course on it?
1: Yeah, I teach lease options, but I don't want to be known as the lease options guy um, yeah. because I do ugly house stuff. I, I want to be known as the guy that no matter what kind of what the seller wanted, I was smart enough to make the money on the deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even if they wanted too much money, if they wanted low you know, discounted deal, I can do an ugly house. I could sell it to a landlord. I could do a lease option or maybe something creative like that. That's the guy I want to be a real well well-rounded wholesaler. Um, So I do teach lease options. I've got a free Facebook group too. Okay. So it's, it's real estate wholesalers club. If you want to hang out a little bit there too, but I'm not trying to proselyte
0: here. (laughs) No worries. And uh, what's your YouTube channel again?
1: Yeah, it's, it's real estate wholesalers club, the the YouTube channel. There you go. Yes. Basically that's all that Facebook group is, is it catches those videos.
0: (laughs) We love it. But some people Thank refuse you. to be on YouTube and they'll just do the Facebook. So it's perfect. Um, Ryan asked here, why not lease option and then seller finance with a balloon payment that's due prior to the full payment being due to the original seller? This strategy can add tens of thousands to your bottom line.
1: Well, I don't know how you could structure that. Really, I, I'm not a seller finance expert yeah. in the seller finance world. I choose to to do lease options other than the other techniques. Um, I don't know that you could seller finance to a buyer a property that you only have under control by lease option. You don't own a property to seller finance out. You would have to sandwich that deal or put it together where you have owner financing with. A contract with the homeowner, and then you can owner finance it out with the seller. I mean, with the tenant buyer or the buyer. It, I agree. Th- if I understand correctly. I, yeah.
0: I mean, uh, I th- wholesaling this option is different than taking lease option for cash flow with the sandwich. So perfect. And then, yeah, uh, Zach, how do you get a copy of a lease option contract in an assignment of contract? Um, I mean, for me, it's a simple lease agreement, which you can assign. Correct. Cool. Uh, Uh, Justin, on your lease option agreements, I mean, your lease agreements, do you put explicitly on there that you may assign it?
1: Yes. Okay. Right there on the front page, man. It says that my intention is to find a tenant buyer to move into this property and assign this contract to. And this contract is not enforceable until I do. So in other words, I get a get out of jail card. You know, is that right? Get out of jail. free free card? card. Yeah. If I can't get a tenant buyer, I'm
0: walking on the deal. Yep. Yeah. Like just like my wholesale deals. Yeah. Um, That's good. All righty. Ahmed asked, what's a good price for a house to stay between? Um, I think what he's trying to say is what's a good price point that you look for at least options. Oh yeah. Well, any of them will
1: work. The motivated seller is the moving part, but my bread and butter is between a hundred thousand and three hundred and fifty thousand. Yep. Okay. I don't know <laughs> if that's the answer you're looking for, but that's the bread and butter. Why? And the answer to why I think is because that's where middle America lives.
0: Yeah, I agree. Just like our wholesalings, we, yeah. we kind of keep in between there. What's up, Zach? And Justin is my dude, one of the most helpful guys out there. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Do you think with all that's going on, do you think creative financing is going to be the best and safe way to go?
1: Well, let me ask you a question, problem-solving properties. Do you like free houses? (laughs) (laughs) Because there's going to be a whole shitload of them on the horizon here real soon, real soon. When the market takes a turn, you're going to find, I think, a lot when it becomes harder to borrow money. Yep. Right. When the banks tighten up the screws on the money, creative dudes like
0: you and me get paid. I, <laughs> I, I 100% agree with that. It's too easy to get a mortgage right now, not as bad as 2008. But it's it's pretty easy if you're making 20 to 30k a year on a W-2, they'll just give you anything. So yeah, it's nuts, and you're overpaying for shit, man. Right, and
1: you're overpaying
0: like, for your lease options.
1: Yeah, that's true. But you're still selling them. It, it's crazy. True. It is, and I'm assigning them and walking off because I don't want to get stuck holding the bag if everything does take a big dump.
0: And it could, I don't know. I love it. Uh, do you tell the seller that you may assign the lease? Uh, option to attend a tenant buyer if you decide to wholesale it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
1: yeah. Mr. Homeowner, here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to put some good people. I'm a, I'm an investor, like I told you before when I got on the phone here originally with you, Mr. Homeowner. Uh, here's what I want to do. I want to put some good people in there, and I want to make a little bit of money doing it. But I also know this needs to be a great solution for you. So is this something we can talk about, or is this over?
0: Yep. Okay. That Transparency. Simple. Yeah. I think it's very. Uh, there's too many wholesales out there that like. Yeah they're not transparent i agree yeah jason says love both these guys zach and flip with rick and mr shut up money justin chamez yeah. zach has always loved your content thanks yeah. jason. really appreciate it thank you uh do you think all right same question uh nico asks uh do you where do you add the lease option assignment i think what he's trying to explain here is with the assignment do you use like a regular assignment of contract uh with the lease option yeah you can yeah You know, you can totally
1: do that, or you can just make an addendum to the original. Yep. Right? Either way. It's all real simple here, guys and gals. Don't overthink it too much. Remember, creative real estate is like water. It's fluid. It'll take any shape you want it to, you need it to. As long as all the parties are in agreement, you can do anything the hell you want. Yeah. Right? So be confident with it.
0: All right. And then Nico asked something about uh fix and flippers buy buying holders um, with lease options. I believe it's all basically people that are going to live in the house, right? Yeah,
1: correct. Yeah. Yeah. The, the fix and flipper and buy and hold game. And that's more like the 85% and under yeah. all in, you know, crowd, uh, f- the lease option game is more beyond that point, up towards like getting where there's no equity left, and sometimes even beyond. Like the deal I was sharing with you before is only worth about 180. And I, I said, Hey, I'll give you 185. I could do that,
0: you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Perfect.
0: Yeah. Uh, George says, Thanks, Zach. Awesome, Justin. All good, bro. Thank you so much. <clears throat> sweet, Excuse sweet, me. sweet. Uh, Royal says, Hey, Justin. I'm Justin. Uh, like, Thanks. lighter. You're awesome. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Thanks. Thanks I appreciate you. All right. And uh, is it is this a good strategy for beginners? I feel like it is if
1: you will do it. Okay. Yeah. You know, like I, I, it's hard to say what's a good strategy for somebody because I don't know what you're willing to make yourself do. Okay. If you want to have five to ten great conversations a day on the phone every day, or you want to have some kind of system like this, then yeah, this is a great way to start. If you want to have the the dream of real estate that I don't really have to do a lot and interact with people, then this is not for you.
0: I agree. Yeah. Uh, last couple of questions here. So first of all, uh, what is uh, shut up money? Shut up money is that that
1: first deal paycheck, right? <laughs> Shut up money is that first deal paycheck. For me, it was $3,000 cash. It was cash. Believe it or not, I can't even believe I did it, but I I had a house I put under contract lease option. I put the ad on Craigslist. I had a tenant buyer hit me up saying, I'm interested in it. I said, great, let's go meet at the property. When do you want to do it? They, They gave me a time. I said, that'll work. We went over. I met them in the driveway. They looked at the property they walked out. They said, "We like it. Can you explain the rent to own thing again?" And I said, "Yep, it's money down and then money every month, and then you got to buy it at the end. You got to get the financing." They said, "Great. Will you take? Will you take three thousand dollars cash right now?" <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I was so I was so broke, man. I, I was, and they they whipped out the cash right. Like oh, normally God. you don't do real estate with cash, right? That's no. why I think that. So they whipped out the cash. They're like, "Will you take three thousand cash?" I hadn't done a background check, I hadn't done a screen of any kind on these people. I was like, "Uh, yeah, I think that'll work. We could do the 3,000. Sure, put it in my hand." You know, wow. dumb, dumb, desperate maneuver. Don't do that. But uh, I guess my point is is that uh I don't know what what was the original question. I forgot.
0: Anyway. Uh, I mean, what's shut, shut up, money? up Money?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so uh I got in the car and started driving home and I, I hit up my wife and i was like hey i just got paid i got $3000 you guys have no idea $3000 i don't even know if we'd ever even seen $3000 <laughs> like in one time <laughs> wow. so was, she was like really and i was like yeah i was like let's go to let <laughs> let's go to outback steakhouse she was <laughs> like yeah you want to go to outback i was like yeah we've never been there let's go oh my god so gosh. yeah i know nutty right but that shut up money changed my psyche right now i'm not the same guy i was before that yeah now i am on a fucking mission man you know because i got that money i proved to myself finally that i'm good enough to do this shit you, you know? are every, every i think most people are but they just don't they don't believe it
0: you yeah. know i believe my soul like you can do it um My next question here is what is the real estate wholesalers club and what is your YouTube channel and what's the goal on that?
1: Yeah. Real estate wholesalers club is just a a group of dudes and gals that uh, they subscribe over at the website. I charge a little bit of money for it just basically to make sure the people that are in it are committed enough to be in it. Okay. I don't it's it's really a nominal fee, but I, I don't want everyone in the world in it because I, I want this to be a real cherished group of people that are positive and encouraging and work with one another. There's about 85 people in it right now, and that's really what we do. We do a little coaching and training every single day okay? in Q&A, and we help work with people and JV with people, and we just want to help people. I mean, we're just like Zach, except we're more expensive. <laughs>
0: I love it, man. I love it. And uh, my last question is: If you guys seen the podcast, I ask the same question every single guest at the end. Uh, so I started out $17, 300 bucks in my bank account, getting into wholesaling. Um, if you were back seventeen years old again, you had three hundred bucks. What would you do to become the next Justin Shamus?
1: Yeah, great question. I would. I would get on Craigslist and build me a fake ad. Okay. I know if (laughs) this is real talk, y'all. I built me a fake ad for a property that was rent to own. Okay. I would have tenant buyer prospects hitting that ad and calling me and leaving messages. I would call them back and I would tell them that property is gone, but we are always getting new properties in our rent to own program. Is that what you're looking to do? Do you want to rent to own or are you just looking to rent? If they say, I want to rent to own, I'm going to say, hey, how much money did you have saved up to invest in your new home? Okay, I'm asking now about my paycheck, right? I'm going to find me somebody with $20,000, $30,000. I'm going to find out what neighborhoods they want, what they like, what size bedrooms, baths, all this stuff. And then I'm going to go hit up every landlord in that area. Hey, if I brought a tenant that wanted to buy the property and they also could put $5,000 cash in your pocket on day one, <laughs> $5,000. See, I found somebody with 20 or 30. I'm yep. offering the, the, the seller five. Yep, I'm offering a landlord five to play yep. games with me here. That's what I would do. That's what I would do. I, I,
0: in conversation?
1: Yeah. You can find landlords to play with you like that. Nobody really talks about that, but the facts are I could get right here on Craigslist and start dialing through the for rents and for rent by owner and find someone probably not – it wouldn't take me more than an hour or two, I, I would guess. The last time I did it, that's what it took. Wow. And then, you know, hey, yeah, if you got somebody older, why would a landlord say no to that unless they just wanted to keep the house? Okay they could sell the house for full value and get more money from the tenant than they would from their own tenant. Well, why not say yes to me?
0: Simple as that. I mean, that, that that was, I mean, there's some gems dropped today. I mean, I can tell you, I've seen the inside of some of these like wholesaling lease option courses. You got to spend like four or 5k on. Yeah. it's crazy. I mean, I think you've dropped the same amount of knowledge today as those. So uh, I'm really appreciative uh, for you giving it. Um, You always give the free value out. Uh, I I love it. So uh, before I hop off here, uh, do you have any parting thoughts uh, for the guests before we uh, hop off?
1: Man, I just loved being here. It was real, real gracious of you to have me on. I appreciate it. I I haven't been invited a lot of places to speak, so I was a little nervous about it today. (laughs) And so if I talk too much or if I didn't make a lot of sense, I'm sorry. uh, sense. Dude, it was so much fun and I really appreciate you uh you having me on. Thank you and bless you and, and, and your your group, everybody. You're growing strong, man. Uh I'm I'm honored to just know you because I know you're gonna get there at the top of YouTube before oh, yeah. me. <laughs> and
0: uh man, I'm I'm happy to know you. So Sweet. that's cool. <laughs> go, guys. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Uh I'll see you guys tomorrow for a uh, Q&A.